Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. Hey folks, I hope that you're all doing well and playing as much as you'd like to. This time I thought it was apropos to explore the P90 pickup. Because the cycles come around again where P90s are popular. Again. So let's start with where P90s come from and what their construction looks like. The P90 pickup was first introduced by Gibson in the mid-1940s, so nearly 80 years ago at the time of this recording. The concept behind it was to get a brighter and more aggressive tone than what was available from the then-common single-coil pickups. Humbucking pickups became popular much later, so while a P90 is often characterized as brighter than a humbucker, that comparison only came much later, after the commercial release of the humbucking pickup. P90s are single-coil pickups. This means a single coil of wire wrapped around a wider bobbin that holds the magnetic core. P90s were traditionally available in two structures. A rectangular shape that fit into a recess in the body, where the mounting screws are actually set between the magnet poles, and what is called the dog ear design, where the mounting screws that attach the pickup to the body are in triangular-shaped ears that sit on the ends of the pickup cover. Initial P90s used a Bakelite or plastic cover, although all metal covers also became available. P90 pickups generally used magnets made of aluminum, nickel, and cobalt alloy. We know this as Alnico. Alnico, as we also know from our pickup episode, produces a good strong magnetic field and tends to deliver a warmer tonality than, let's say, Cunefe pickups, which tend to be a bit more neutral sounding and having a bit higher output. Most P90 pickups still use individual pole pieces that are height adjustable, although there are P90s that used rectangular non-adjustable pole pieces these were known commonly as staple pickups, and there are also P90 pickups that use a single bar or rail instead of individual pole pieces. As we also know, the lower the output of a pickup, the wider the dynamic range it tends to have. This translates into more of the sound of the car itself. This is one reason that we find P90s prevalent on hollow body and semi-hollow body electrics. P90s are also, of course, found on solid-body guitars, with the original Les Paul being the first widely known guitar to ship from the factory with P90s installed. This always raises the question of, does bodywood matter? There are multiple opinions on this, and in my case, I believe I can hear a difference, and I can certainly tell the difference between different bodywoods in a tap test, and so I'm going to be on the same side of the line as Mr. Paul Reed Smith, who will happily explain why bodywood matters. I know that there are people who don't think it matters, and that's fair. I think they're wrong. P90s really tell that story. Since the original introduction, pickup makers have delivered P90s with a wider variety of output levels, and you can, if you so desire, even yet factory hot-wound P90s. 
they sacrifice some dynamic range for the ability to be able to hit the front end of the amplifier harder, and in the case of a tube-based preamp, to push it into overdrive more readily. As I said, P90s are by default single coils, and so, like other single coils, tend to be a bit noisy, and they are susceptible to hum and electrical interference. Gibson made a version called the P100 that was designed to bring the tone of P90s, but with the noiseless capability of humbuckers. You don't find them very often, and they really weren't all that popular. They didn't have the true sound of the P90. As we look into modern P90 designs, we see a variety of magnets now being available with low-output Alnico 3 types and P90s that are built to sound like the early units, compared with models wound with thinner 45 AWG wire around Alnico 5 magnets to give a higher output and a greater tendency to push the preamp sooner and harder. For those looking for a bit more brightness while retaining a lower output, we'll find iterations wound with 42 AWG wire using Alnico 2 magnets. These pickups are designed to be very clean with better low end and brighter high end, and therefore a flatter mid-range than the mid-range push that we find in pickups with Alnico 3 magnets. We can also find P90s using Alnico 4 magnets that offer a bridge between the cleanliness of the Alnico 3 design and the punch of the Alnico 5 design. Some of the independent pickup makers do the neck pickup in a reverse wound, reverse pull designed, so when the neck and bridge are used together, the combination of the two pickups becomes hum cancelling. For folks seeking very high output, some makers, such as Seymour Duncan, offer P90 style pickups using ceramic magnets. Now, you can also, of course, get guitars right from a factory with P90 pickups built in. Gibson created the first P90s, and they still offer standard build as well as custom shop variants of guitars with P90s installed. I'm going to take the position that I'm not happy with Gibson's quality control of recent times, and I find that their consistency has turned these guitars into something that are questionably built and heavily overpriced. Now, if you want that look, Epiphone does some really nice iterations and the prices are far more reasonable. The quality control is really quite excellent. Gretsch recently released a series of Electromatics with P90s. And in my opinion, they're the best P90 equipped guitars for the money available in the market today. Schechter, another fine guitar maker, and Guild both have P90 equipped guitars. And there are even some Fender models with P90s. We can also order custom builds of Sewer and Tom Anderson guitars with P90s. These are going to be expensive instruments, but you do re get real value from that investment. The number of guitar makers offering factory P90s is an enormous change from a decade ago when P90s were in the down cycle of popularity and thus much harder to find. When you consider installing P90s in an existing guitar, you want to ensure that you get the right size unit and the right kind of mount, especially if you don't want to be routing and drilling. Some pickup makers build P90s as drop-in replacements for factory P90s, 
and some even offer them size to fit mini humbucker and even full-size humbucker holes. Seymour Duncan even offers a model called the P-Rails, which is a humbucking pickup for humbucker-sized holes, but it's actually a combination of the company's vintage P90 pickup and their hot rail single coil. If you're looking to buy one or a set of P90 pickups, I'm going to propose consideration of offerings from folks like Bare Knuckle Pickups, Lawler Pickups, Lindy Fralin Pickups, and of course the possibly better known Seymour Duncan and DiMarzio. I'm certain that there are many others. I've personally used options from Bare Knuckle Pickups and Lindy Fralin. I found both to be superior to the stock pickups that came in the guitars that they replaced. I have a few guitars with P90s. Some still have the factory pickups and others have had the factory pickups replaced. P90s are unique sounding and folks tend to really like them or not. They are single coils with the strengths and weaknesses of single coils, but those wider bobbins and tendency to be lower output give them an enormous dynamic range. Consider trying out a guitar with P90s when you can. Use a clean amp channel, preferably on one of those small 1 to 5 watt tube amps, to get the best sense of the variations of what a P90 can do. As always, thanks very much for listening. Please subscribe to the articles and the podcast so you get notified when a new one is posted. I'm Ross Chevalier, and until next time, peace. Thank <laughs> you.